The man tried to keep the monkey from his brain, but every move he made became the monkey's game. Whose blood is that? Is that your blood? No, monkey man. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Dead Harvey Podcast. This is Brad. Ted is out on vacation right now. He is interning with Mr. Voorhees over at Camp Crystal Lake, but should be back shortly for the next episode that we will do together. Uh, So, well, Ted is gone. I am up to monkey business. I'm going to talk about monkey movies, specifically killer ape movies, killer primate movies. And, you know, there's a lot of lighthearted uh, monkey comedies and whatnot. You look at like the movies like MVP, Grandma's Boy. Remember that TV show BJ and the Bear, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. The Clint Eastwood movies with the monkeys. Every which way you can, every which way but loose. Barefoot Executive. You know the list goes on. Uh, East Ventura. Remember that little spider monkey in East Ventura. So there's all these light-hearted monkey movies. Um, and then you got kind of like those Planet of the Apes movies. I was talking to Ted recently before he went on vacation. He was like, maybe you should talk about. Planet of the Apes. Maybe you should do like a like a retrospective on that. That one I'd need to take some time to pour over everything for the Planet of the Apes movies, kind of compare them all together. Maybe we'll do that in the near future. But in the meantime, I kind of wanted to look at some of these lesser-known Mad Monkey movies, these killer ape movies that have sort of been overlooked, or though some of them that have been that are kind of getting some cult status now. And it kind of seen like the untapped potential for monkey movies. You know, it's funny because when you look at all these like sort of uh, happy, lighthearted monkey movies, you know, like the ones I mentioned there. You see, like, monkeys are funny. Monkeys are a comic relief. But monkeys, also, if you think about it, monkeys are pretty damn dangerous. And, it, you know, when you look at, like, the Planet of the Apes movies, they're not really as as terrifying. I mean, they don't really tap into, like, the terror of monkeys. Sure, like, monkeys are controlling man and everything. But it doesn't, like, really go like the, go, like, the horror angle. It gets more sort of, like... Political and like I guess you would say like in the in the Planet of the Apes movies or more like action movie oriented, but doesn't really tap into the horror stuff as much. So these three uh, lower budget movies that I'm like looking at here, uh, these are ones that kind of like fall a little bit under the radar. Some I liked more than others. Uh, so the first one they'll be talking about is a movie that I always kind of was interested in like when I was younger and I saw the trailers for it, but I never actually seen the entire movie until now. And actually, to tell you the truth, looking up like killer monkey movies on the lower budget side, there's not a lot of them. So this leads me to think that there's you know like with like with bears, like we talked about before, like killer monkeys or horror movies with monkeys in them as the bad guys. That sort of takes uh, that that has a lot of untapped potential, I think. So, anyways, okay, so let's talk about the movie Shakma. This is probably, I guess, well, it, it was the, to me, it was like the most boring of these movies, but it looked cool, like. Remember when I was like a kid, and I was always sort of interested in watching this movie. I never like actually, I don't know why, but I never actually watched it. But I was always sort of fascinated by the poster by it. It's got the fangs on there, and it's just about this uh, killer baboon. And it looked pretty freaky. So this is this is a movie about uh, these medical students, and they're doing aggression experiments. Their professor is Roddy McDowell, of course. Now Roddy McDowell. They cleverly use him because he was Cornelius in the Planet of the Apes movie, so it has an ape connection to it. And Christopher Atkins, his, uh, from Blue Lagoon fame, of course, his baboon, Shakma, freaks out. 
Ronnie McDowell, he wants him to, he wants Atkins to euthanize this ape. Then McDowell comes back and he says, wait a minute, don't, don't, don't cremate him. He's like, I want to do a, I want to do this uh, autopsy or a necropsy the next day. So they leave the monkey there and then the monkey comes to later and he goes and attacks everybody. Now, of course, this movie has like a little bit of a different setting to it. So all these medical students, I guess they're not putting enough time in at work and they're bored. So they play like this sort of like live action Dungeons and Dragons game. And Roddy McDowell, who is their professor, is the head nerd, sets this up. And he disables the fire alarm. He locks all the doors and everything. And it's like the way that this whole game plays out looks like an incredibly boring game to play. But they're all excited about it. So they all just sort of wander around playing this D&D game as they all get picked off and slaughtered by this crazy baboon. Uh, The kill scenes in this movie are kind of not not very creative at all. um, But it is pretty freaky to see basically like the whole... The whole way that the baboon kills people is he's just this shot of him behind people just twitching and freaking out and screaming wildly. Um, the, I guess like the scariest thing is when, you know, when they get up close to the baboon's face, it looks kind of cute until he bares his teeth. Then he freaks you out. And the whole thing with just like how hairy he is. And then he just has like patches of hair around him. And when they get the baboon all riled up, somebody runs away from him and you see the baboon on the other side of the door and he's just thrashing against the door. And the most horrifying thing there, of course, is, is just his giant exposed red ass. You know, like how baboons have those giant exposed red asses? Just like twitching around and bared fully to the camera. It's always like the baboon's red ass, like completely exposed, facing towards the camera for some reason. Now, when the monkey attacks people, it's it's generic. Now, it's kind of freaky because you see him twitching and everything. After the, after the monkey kills people... There's a lot of, like, there's, like, the aftermath of the gore after he kills them. But the actual attack scenes in themselves are pretty generic. And so this one, you know, aside from Roddy McDowell being in it, Christopher Atkins is pretty good in it. But the movie itself is just kind of boring. But, I mean, like, the whole the whole idea of, like, taking, like, a Project X ape and turning that around and having him go bonkers on people and attacking him is pretty cool. And baboons are pretty damn freaky. I would say, like... With all the monkeys that are in here, uh, of all the monkey movies that I'll be talking about, uh, this baboon was definitely the most frightening. And you could see like how those things could really, you know, like how chimps have this massive upper body strength. Uh, I think I'd be even more scared of a baboon because they have those huge, well, I mean, chimps got some fangs too, but baboons have these just enormous freaking canines that they could bite you with. Then um, you could tell it would be like a vice if they bite you. So, so I would say... Um, Good for the freaky, um, I mean, just only worth watching if you're like a, like a total like horror movie completist or will just watch anything with monkeys or puppets like I will. Um, but I don't think I'd watch this movie again, but I like the idea of it. That aside, there's lots of potential for lab experiment gone wrong. You know, when you look at the Planet of the Apes movies, that's what happens with them too. Their lab experiments gone wrong and they take over, then they take over humankind. Okay, so like the okay, so the next movie that we'll take a look at here, and this one is is the most fun, um, is the movie. This movie called Flying Monkeys. This is a sci-fi movie, uh, like a sci-fi channel movie, and this movie has like a little bit of a Gremlins thing going on with it. Uh, this movie is about like a teenager's father, so he misses all these things in her life, like her graduation, and he feels bad about it. So the first thing you do if you feel bad about Missing important elements in your child's life is that you 
go and of course go to this exotic store and buy them a pet spider monkey. And it turns into a large winged creature and attacks residents of Gale, Kansas. So it has, of course, that, you know, it takes place in Kansas. It has the whole Wizard of Oz theme going on behind it. I believe like the her father's secretary is named Dorothy. They'll, they'll throw like a couple of like little Wizard of Oz Easter eggs in there. So this girl takes home her spider monkey. She's like, Dad, you got me an ex- exotic animal. Uh, I don't know, like, who would ever buy this for somebody as a present? And But then, you know, of course, the monkey grows on her. She becomes friends with this monkey, Skippy. Skippy is revealed to be a Zygo, which is a race of demon monkeys that can only be killed by blessed weapons. So this so this has, like, a sort of, like, a gremlin's angle to it. So whenever anybody, whenever he turns into whenever this cute little capuchin spider monkey turns into a flying monkey and attacks people at night, and they shoot him, he'll turn into another one. He'll sort out gremlins when they get hit by water. They'll multiply into a bunch of other gremlins. But he'll, like, each time he gets shot, he'll turn into another flying monkey. So the town is, of course, like, plagued by all these uh, flying monkeys. And then there's, of course, this kung fu-style family that, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's been hunting these zygotes. Uh, they've been hunting these, like, demon monkeys for, for years now. And he's like one of the last ones. And they can only kill him with like these um, blessed weapons. So they they bring those with them while this monkey is attacking people in Kansas. This movie has like some of the best, like the funniest lines in it. Just total like cheesy lines, some more like cheesy acting to it, which makes it more fun. It doesn't try and do anything more than just be a movie about this pet monkey that turns into a flying monkey. And then the then the demon hunters that come after and try and stop it, well, this girl and her family are trying to stop it as well, too, after they eventually figure out that it's their pet that's turning into to a flying monkey. So, of course, this results... So Skippy, of course, turns out to be the leader of all these monkeys. And much like the Lost Boys, they have a rule that if Skippy dies, then all the other flying monkeys that separate from him will die also. But this is a pretty cheesy, pretty low-budget movie. But it's fun. It's definitely... This one's definitely worth checking out. Um, I mean, just don't, I mean, don't expect much more than like some kind of just good, dumb fun from it, but it's, it's definitely enjoyable. It's not boring. It has definitely total potential to be split off into lots of other movies about flying monkeys because flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz, that's a, I mean, those things are freaky in that thing. And that's a fantastic idea for a horror movie. And I'm surprised that more haven't sprung out there that have been like that. So indie filmmakers make us, please make us some. Some flying monkey movies. You can use the CGI. It's growing in leaps and bounds right now. Much as they do like with sharks. Just turn those things into flying monkeys. Or maybe do like a flying monkeys versus sharks angle. Okay, last movie is my favorite. And and of course, by far the most well done of all these movies in, in, every, in every way. This is made by the great George Romero. This is Monkey Shines. This movie flew under the radar when it first came out. It's now gaining, it's been gaining some cult status over the years. But it's about a guy who's an athlete and he gets in an accident. He becomes disabled and his friend just happens to be working at this lab. And his friend, of course, is doing experiments on spider monkeys, like capuchin monkeys. And he's using human brain tissue. And he's putting this, and he's putting this as an element into the serum that he's injecting into these monkeys to develop their intelligence. So he's got this one named Ella that's he can tell is the is a monkey that is progressing the best out of all the other monkeys there. And his boss is Stephen Root, who of course uh, played Milton in Office Space. Remember the, the guy with the red stapler freaked out when anybody had taken a stapler and they moved him to the to the basement at the end of it. So it's cool to see that. So his friend takes the smuggles the spider monkey out. 
he meets up with this lady that trains uh, capuchins, and he gives it to his friend who is now disabled to, to take care of him. He, of course, doesn't tell him that this monkey has been subjected to all these experiments. So he sort of has this ulterior motive. So he's going to hook him up with his friend who's now a quadriplegic. He's going to give him some experiments, but not tell him, so here's, okay, here's a free monkey to help you out. And these monkeys can do all of these crazy things to help uh, disabled people. So they can go and like they can take the caps off of drinks for them. They can you know, put their arms back in the wheelchair. They can go and open like a refrigerator for them. Like he has this uh, laser dot that he points at things. And the monkey will go grab all this stuff for him, bring back to him. And the monkey will put on like a DVD player for him or play some music on it for him. The monkey will dance around and everything. So he, has this, he forms his bond with this monkey right away, not knowing that this monkey is being subjected to these experiments. So he becomes you know, he becomes happy. He starts to lose his kind of despair, and he starts to see hope. So Alan, who is the quadriplegic, starts to develop this bond with the monkey right away. And the monkey, of course, starts to have all these human tendencies, including some of the some of the more sinister ones. And that's where this movie starts getting dark. So Alan. And this monkey start forming this telepathic bond. Alan has all this rage, and the monkey's sort of like anytime he starts to anytime the monkey's around, what started out with them being happy starts to turn kind of evil. And so he starts to every time the monkey is there, sort of feeding him to get more more angry. His energy is sort of feeding him to get more angry. So all these people that have screwed him over in his life and have sort of led to his accident, have taken advantage of his accident, the monkey things start happening where he'll think of something wanting to happen and the monkey will go out and do it. Soon people start getting killed. You start to think the monkey is directly responsible for this. You start to see these shots of like the monkey running through the grass, running towards the people this guy wants dead. The second half of this movie just gets incredibly dark. The monkey in this movie is fantastic. I don't know if there's like actor awards for animals, but this monkey should have gotten like the the monkey the the capuchin version of the Oscar. This this monkey should have gotten it for this movie. This monkey's great. I think all around this is a really underrated Romero movie. It's definitely worth checking out. You don't have to be just like a fan of like monkeys or puppets or chimps or anything like that. Like I am to watch it. It gets dark. It takes chances, uh, and it works on like a, a number of like mainstream levels as well as well too, until it goes off the rails. And it also has like a bunch of uh, people that you'll recognize in like Stanley Tucci. It's got a pretty good cast in it. So those are three kind of like lower budget monkey movies to check out. See what you could do with monkeys to utilize them as the villain. Because when they're used as comic relief in a lot of these things, it's sort of like as comedians in a lot of movies, how they have like that dramatic side or they can get angry or go dark. That's like the way that I, that I sort of see monkeys as well too. You love them for all their comic relief but they also have a lot of strength and a lot of rage and a lot of things to be afraid of in a more horror sense like a more primal sense to be afraid of them as opposed to you know like the dystopian sort of action movie sense like is used in most other movies um so any filmmakers check out some of these lower budget monkey movies uh let us know if you've seen any lower budget uh monkey movies mad monkey movies killer monkey movies that you would recommend and that's all i've got for today so go out there and watch like a low budget monkey movie and um fire up your imagination and write down some mad monkey ideas thanks for hanging out and talking monkeys with me until next time stay safe stay away from the flying monkeys and especially those red-ass baboons the monkey who the man
It climbed inside his head. Now, as they would have it, one of them is dead.